Okay, welcome Ohan to the Welcome News. Ohan is a certified financial planner with over 20 years of financial industry experience. Tell us what is the most rewarding part of being a doctor of economics? Oh, the, interestingly enough, uh, I, I don't think that much of a, like the most important for me that I uh, put a mission, I put a purpose to make finance as simple as possible. Because what I realized with someone without financial background and financial degree, it's really hard to understand what's going on in financial, like when they talk about different products, how to budget, how to build wealth, what are the difference between saving and investing. So the most rewarding is when I'm having like my followers, people that follow me, they uh, receive emails from me, they reach out to me and they... Uh, mentioned me that used by using the tools that I offer them, they were able to make more informed decisions. That's the most reward I can get to help someone to accomplish their financial success, whatever it means for them. Early retirement, buying a house, retiring uh, in foreign country, maybe in some resort or somewhere. And that's that's my goal. So this turbulent market has really shaken our confidence to invest and or trade. Can you provide some strategies uh, we can use to overcome this feeling and then to become a little bit more confident? Then it will sound very simple, but how I see this turbulent market when I check the statistics and I check the data and see the numbers, market is down over 20, 25%. Uh, in comparison to January 2022. So how I look on this, I look as an opportunity for us to buy the companies that we like, which I'm a big fan of index funds. This is something we can go a little bit, but to buy the shares in discount. That's how I look on this. There is a fam famous saying by Warren Buffett when he compares someone um who likes hamburgers and tells like, would you like the meat price to go down or to go up? And the guy, of course, answers or student in his case answers that, yeah, you, I, I want the meat price to go down so I can buy my hamburgers cheaper on discount. But when it comes to stock market, we are always conditioned that stock market always will go up, which is if you go back and you zoom out, how they call it in uh, investment industry, you will see that the trend is always, always upward. But these are the times when these turbulent times when you are doing something called dollar cost averaging, which is in simple English, you just put certain amount, let's say it's $100 or $1,000, regardless of what is the price of the shares, you will have some good deals that you got the shares in discount. So for people who are investing for a long term, they have long term uh, time horizon in front of them. I will suggest them to ignore the noise, everything, including like inflation and recession and stay the course, which is like whatever they want to accomplish. As long as they know what they are investing in, which is, in my opinion, the most important question. You need to know what you are investing in. As I mentioned, uh, I'm a big fan of index funds instead of picking and choosing why you don't all, let's say, and this is not an advice, this is for educational purposes only we are talking here, but why you don't invest 
let's say, all 500 companies instead of picking and choosing what is the, let's say, next Tesla, what will be the next Apple. You have shares of everything. But if you ask me, for example, my opinion about cryptocurrencies or NFTs, which I don't have nothing against them, I'm not aware of how they are working you know it's very much like unclear i'm a big fan of this uh, blockchain technology and everything but if i don't know i will stay away from that type of investments i always advise uh, and give an um, opinion to my uh, followers and people around me that if you know something then you invest it can be it, you, you should be invested up to 95 percent of your net worth versus the five percent you can invest on anything you would like let's say let's call it gambling or playing like in a casino but the majority of the part regardless of what's going on around you what's going on with the economy you should be invested for a long term unless God forbid, of course, something happened to American system, the capitalist economy or market economy, how we call it. In my opinion, there is not that much of a risk in the long term, no, losing money. But again, these are investments. And we always need to mention that people can lose the principle as well. And nobody knows what will happen in the future. But as of, the, as of, as of now, market is on discount. Uh, I will suggest just buy the shares on discounted price. Yes, I know that is something to be grateful for. But as I mean, that is mostly for like long term growth. So you buy, you know, the Tesla, you buy Amazon, you buy Google, you buy all the blue chip companies. And for an active trader and looking at the stocks, and it's so fragile and volatile because now you're dealing with news you know, like this Thursday is going to be, you know, the next news. So then we know that perhaps if they inc the Fed increases the rate hikes again by, you know, 0.75 or 0.50, whatever they decide, that that has a trickle effect on not just stocks, but also the crypto market. So it's really hard to, I mean, you have all of these indicators. I personally use four indicators when I do my stock trading analysis. And it's, you know, you try to be predictable on doing the trades and, and trying to live off of it, not necessarily, okay, I'm buying and I'm holding it long-term because that's what our, my retirement account is, you know, the IRAs and, and things like that, but actively living off of it. So you're trading day to day or sometimes weekly, depending if you're a swing trader or if you're a day trader or, you know, you know, the different modalities of trading. But, you know, when I asked you about the strategies and yes, I'm happy that they are all lower and on a discount and trying to foresee like Amazon was down. It's like Amazon, you know, and it's like, okay, well, you know, do you do a, a, a call or put or do you do option trading on that? I mean, there's just so many. Um, it doesn't look like the last two years when you had the bull run and you had these setups where you could actually make a profit. And then now because of everything is different in the bear market and it's the charts are not really following as they should i mean sometimes they say yeah well we, we you know there's a threshold and everything's dependent on what the fed is doing and you know and then the the war with russia and ukraine and so we're having like you know oil prices increase now because opec decided um, to cut supply by 20 percent so now instead of, of last week the average price for gas is $3.80 and now $3.90. And that's only gonna go up higher as they cut shortage. And then Biden is dipping into our, our uh, emergency oil. 
I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, I try not to put my own personal opinions on that because this is not an emergency. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so this is economy, this is market. Yeah. So how would you like, so let's shift it off of long-term and like short-term strategies of actually living off this market. What would you say to that all I, I, I totally understand your question and I will uh, put in the front that uh, being a certified financial planner, I'm not an expert in day trading. While I follow, I have like uh, friends who are doing that and some of them are very successful. Some of them, they don't have that much of a success because it is again, like on short term, like swings in the market. Um, and uh, one thing came to my mind when we talk about Amazon, there was a big uh, retailer Sears around, you know, and unfortunately they, eventually file, uh, file a bankruptcy so in and when it comes to day trading i'm not the right person to ask i'll be honest with you i do follow the economic dat data and of course i want to see like fed increases the rate again like and the, how it will affect because, because it is affecting Technically, everyone banks the next day, literally go ahead and they increase their rates on the credit cards, they increase on their business loans, the, the prime rate goes up and everything. So it, of course, affects the economy in a short, a shorter term. What is my expertise is more of like the people that you mentioned, like who are saving for their retirement, who are saving for their uh, their long-term goals maybe it is for their kids education when it comes to short-term uh, type of investing one thing comes to my mind the importance of having an emergency fund and when uh, especially like in volatile times and especially in the times when lots of like uh, employers are uh, cutting their staff and we recently had, have our COVID pandemic which was something unprecedented and nobody knew how long it will take and still I believe it is still going on around so in in classical like personal finance way it will be that you have three to six months of living expenses but now we see that people need to stretch it a little bit up to one year. These are the these are the stuff I will still suggest people who are not uh, ex experts in day trading or anything so they can have it in saving account. Uh, so it will not be surprised when they try to take the money out. Versus right now, there is a, a treasury uh, that pays like very high interest. You know, everyone is talking about that. But uh, again, like when it comes short uh, term um, the day, day trading, I'm not the right specialist to ask the question. So I'll, I have my, uh, I'll, I'll call humble opinion about it, which is I was not an uh, expert I never got ed education in that sense, you know. I'm more of a being like, especially like again, being a certified financial planner. I'm more of a like helping people with the long-term well-building strategies. Okay, on to that note of strategies. Have you worked with the client that you helped them to achieve like a wealth barrier breakthrough? So, for instance, they're like, "Well, you know, this is this is how much I've been making and." This is how much my business makes, or this is how much I personally make through my investments. Uh, do you have a personal story where you help them overcome their their limit of you know a threshold that they want to you know get a higher? So in instance, if they're only in the you know six figures to reach that next level to millionaire status, 
You know what surprises me when I read like on articles that even people who are making over six figures a year, a majority of them, and I don't have anything against like doctors or attorneys, but especially these professions, people still live paycheck to paycheck. Recently, I uh, I received a, a message from a, uh, from a girl in, in, in this uh, case that I help her with uh, budgeting and like paying off debt. And she uh, mentioned me that by uh, using the tools that I offer her, which is simple cash flow, you need to know how much money coming in and how much going out so you can figure out how much surplus or unfortunately in many cases deficit you have in your budget and when people have deficit what they do first they run to their credit cards and they start spending from the credit cards and uh, unfortunately they are uh, making only minimum payments thinking of that one day they will pay all the debt but it, it doesn't work like that. It can take like years and years in some situations, decades and more than decades to pay off a large amount on a large balance on credit card by making only minimum payment. So when we talk with her about like debt uh, consolidation option just to get a loan to pay off her credit cards and to make a payment on fixed rate loan and also like i explain her two different ways of uh, paying off debt which is uh, more commonly called as avalanche or snowball snowball is the one that you start with the smaller amount that you have you pay off that uh, card or the debt that has high interest on it, but it's smaller amount, then you move the next smaller one versus the debt avalanche. You start with the highest rate debt and then you pay off that and then you go to below. So she figured out that for her uh, money was emotional. It was not about like numbers. If it was uh, about numbers, she would have get to that situation. So she started paying off from the highest interest debt because I, I, I mentioned to her that that will be the most cost efficient way. And recently she emailed me that uh, by by doing the, strat the strategies of paying off the debt using the avalanche method, she finally... Uh, she finally switched from living paycheck to paycheck to saving some money because by doing that paying off debt, you are freeing up some money in your cash flow. So at, at that moment, you start thinking about saving because many people, and it's again like comes to mindset and comes to psychology. Many, uh, many, uh, many of us think that one day. If I make more money, I will save. But it is not about like more money. It is about like what you have now and how much you can save now. You should start with $10, $100, $1,000, whatever you have in your mind to um to uh, at least like put a milestone let's say you save thousand dollar and then you save your one month expenses then you save your two months three months in that way you save for your emergency fund and then you start investing and when you start investing all of a sudden you are realizing that okay now my money works for me i should have done this long time ago and there is a famous saying yes when is the best time to invest that was 20 years ago and the second best time is today so she just thanked me that we were able uh, together because again i don't give advice i'm not uh, i do have my uh, investment licenses i have my series 7 my my uh, series 65 but because i'm doing educational purposes only what i uh, i give i give um different options for my followers 
to choose to make informed decisions. So she was thanking me that she eventually starts saving. And I'm sure she's on her way to early retirement as long as she uh, sticks to the plan that she has. I know it is a little bit stretching. Instead of 6000 a year, maybe in her case, she needs to save a little bit more. But with her 401k match, which is free money, low-hanging fruit, as I call it, with her 401k match, with contributing to the Roth IRA that she opened. She's on her way to build her uh, nest egg, how they call it, to uh, not necessarily retire early, meaning like 40 or 45, but she will be able to retire early versus for some people who never think about saving and investing unfortunately i go to um, walmart that's the famous one but you go to different retailers and you see people who are in retirement age but they are still working so this is what the message i want to give out i want to give them out message for people switch their mindset from consumer to become an investor how nice it will be if you go to the same apple store or you go to costco and you have the feeling that you own piece of the share of this company that's different feeling you know versus you are only consuming you are shopping from costco you are buying something from apple everyone nowadays majority at least has apple phones but not necessarily they own part of the apple so this is the message and these ladies uh, case was the recent one she mentioned and she's very excited to move forward you know and budgeting will not make you money but budgeting will help you to manage your money and by managing your money again you will have uh, you you will be able to free up some money to invest free up some money to save saving is not necessarily a big fan of because banks never pay enough interest and you don't even fight the inflation but by responsible investing you will be able to make your money work for you yes i love the idea of making our money work for us and um, putting that on full time <laughs> so um, we talked a little bit about the consumer mindset versus uh, investor mindset and there's a skit on your Instagram where you are the wealthy person versus the rich person. And you're having a conversation where the wealthy person is trying to give good advice to the, to the rich person. Let's touch on that for a little bit and what differentiates between our listeners who might consider themselves both rich and wealthy and what the true differentiation is between them. There is a famous book called uh, Millionaire Next Door. And I'll, I'll suggest our listeners to read or nowadays they can even listen in an audiobook book version. But interestingly enough, your neighbor can be someone wealthy, but uh, the car that he's driving or the shirt he's wearing, you will not even realize. But there are people who live this luxurious life. They have expensive cars. They live in mansions. Um, and uh, it shows that they are living their rich life, but in reality, they can have um, lots of debt, like uh, amount-wise, you know? So what differentiates, uh, there is something I always emphasize, something called enough, and that enough is different for Diana versus for Ohan versus to each of our listeners. We are individuals, and everyone needs to come with their... Um, priorities what gives them the uh, satisfaction let's say uh, you like 
going every morning and uh, buying coffee from your favorite coffee shop. I know there's some personal finance expert will tell you like, oh, you can save on that coffee, on that latte or cappuccino, and you can make the coffee at home and you will save some money. Versus like I look at in that on different way, you know, you can still go and have that coffee. Of course, it needs to be like in reasonable amounts. I'm still like, you will tell them like, what is the reason for you going three, four times to coffee shop and spending all that money on coffee? If you are that much coffee or tea drinker, you can brew your coffee at home. But I will uh, not not tell anyone to um, cut uh, something that gives them fun. But instead, let's say they are living in the apartment that they are paying for, for instance, $4,000, but they are working remotely and they can live pretty much anywhere, especially like after COVID, like many people work from home. What if you downgrade a little bit your house and uh, the majority, the three most expenses, the, the biggest expenses is housing, food and transportation. So I will more of a like uh, suggest these people who are uh, living their rich life. I'm sure they have some places that they can cut. They have some subscriptions they are not even using or watching. They can cut. They, so the rich and wealthy are two different in my opinion. And that's the message I want to give out that wealthy has everything that um, gives the comfort uh, in a sense like it's a car not necessarily the Mercedes but it can be Honda or Toyota but it takes him from point A to point B and it does the job versus like when you see the rich life sometimes again it can be on debt so they have lots of liabilities but the wealthy people cuts on the uh, on the living and li lives frugal life and lives below his or her means but in the meantime invest in assets which give them money which again like as you mentioned 24 7 like you are at home sleeping but mcdonald's drive uh, drive through is working or you are a real estate investor and you have an income uh, investment property regardless of what you are doing if you have the good tenants they are paying their rent every every year these are the wealthy people versus the rich rich uh rich uh, people increase their lifestyle with their income going up versus the wealthy people when their income goes up they don't necessarily change their lifestyle they still like uh, stay in majority at least not uh, not everyone but they still in their humble level how to say and the increased part they direct to some type of an asset some type of an investment that's the main difference between rich and wealthy that's that that i want to give the message out just below, live below your means and invest as much as you can to assets. Um, as far as essential skills to build wealth or to just have a wealthy mindset, what might some of those be? Some of those, uh, the, uh, we talk, uh, we mentioned a couple of times the, about budget and the word budget, when people listen, they right away think about restriction that, oh, I don't want to live in the budget. So if you don't like the budget, there is some uh, something else called spending plan. Let's call it a spending plan. You should know where you are spending your money, where your dollars are going. So first I will suggest everyone to take an ownership and to see how much money they are receiving 
from different sources. Nowadays, people do sometimes more than one job. So to just to sum up all the income that comes uh, to your household and then to see like where all the different expenses are going, which majority will be fixed expenses. Like your rent is not going up and down every month for your car insurance. Most definitely like it's the same level until uh, uh, unless the insurance company decides to increase it. So I will suggest to even put uh, these fixed expenses on automation. So it will free up lots of time for them. Nowadays, every bank uh, offers like free bill pay. So do through your bill pay so you don't think about it, the money is going. And then for the variable expenses, just have a certain like uh, limits, so a certain amounts. Let's say you are, you are eating out um, a lot or you are doing deliveries of uh, food like nowadays with Postmed, with, um, which is Uber actually, but the Grab up all these different like delivery services or Amazon ties your shopping, brings to your to your um, to, to your door you have certain like limits some spending plan for this type of variable expenses and then um, here you can even save if you decide to cook at home versus like eating out or reward yourself once uh, once a week going out that okay for six days I cook at home so I'll go out but this time I'm going to spend guilt-free whatever I want to wish to eat so first will be the budget or spending plan second will be just to make sure that you have high interest debt to pay it off as soon as possible as Einstein famously said like the compound interest calling it aid wonder or the most uh, important like in invention of all times if someone knows compound interest they are receiving it if someone doesn't know about compound interest they are paying it and the people who have credit card with high interest debt unfortunately they are not aware of how this compounding interest work in this case against them so i will suggest the second step to pay off high interest debt and of course always have your goals short-term goals and long-term goals just to figure out like uh, from this point how much i need to save to buy my next car or take that big vacation so you don't run right away to your credit cards because it's easy nowadays in in especially in american culture i see it very uh, very a lot or robust how to, to call it when you go to store you cannot afford a tv to buy for four thousand dollars you can apply for credit right there you can buy the tv you go to furniture store you can apply for credit card buy the furniture but then you need to think i need to pay this money back and how much in addition to the purchase that i made i'm paying so debt is very important and then when you have money um just just go to that uh, saving and investing mindset by depositing $25, $100, as much as you can. If you can do more, do more. And uh, I don't want to go uh, go too much to taxes and everything, but even IRS allows you to put certain money to your individual retirement account. At least do the minimum that they are allow allowing you to do and uh, start saving and investing. Saving is not necessarily... Uh, will make that much of a change, but responsible investing will eventually show that your money works for you. These are the main points. And I don't know if I'm allowed to tell or not, but uh, I have a webpage called ohandamoneydoctor.com. And if our listeners decide to go to my page, if they are not using Instagram, where they can find Instagram and TikTok, they can find me at ohandamoneydoctor. But my webpage is on the money where can download the free 
guide. I call it wealth roadmap that I created, which talks about these three steps to put them on their way to their financial success. As we come to the end of our interview, what is one thing an investor or a trader can do today to break through the wealth mindset or to actually just feel better about wealth in general? And interesting enough, that will be not that much connected to finance. So I will mention that um, before we have our financial health, we need to think about uh, our mental health, our spiritual health, our physical health. I will suggest our listeners to pay, to pay attention on these three, again, like physical, mental, spiritual health. And then when you have the money, which is the financial health part, it will help them to contribute more on these all different areas. Imagine who, who, need, who needs money if unfortunately they are not feeling good or they are sick, you know? So we need, we, we are very much concentrated on money and making money, but it cannot be done um, sacrificing your health, you know? So I will suggest our listeners today start uh, thinking different way, thinking of like outside of the money that there are other areas in their life they need to pay attention and the money will come. Money will come. One thing I will, uh, if, again, like uh, money related, I will suggest, I will suggest live below your means and invest as much as you can. But of course, responsibly knowing what you are doing. Well, thank you, Olan, for our conversation today. And you already relayed what your Instagram handle is and your website. I look forward to having you on the show again. Sounds good to me. This is my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.